You are listening to the Broke Generation podcast, the podcast that helps you feel better about money so you can be better with money. My name's Emma and I'm your host. Not so long ago, I was a bit of a hot money mess. But now, through getting to know myself and my relationship with money on a deeper level, I've managed to turn my finances around. And I want to help you do the same thing. This podcast will become your number one place for finance that makes you feel good by bringing you new insights into managing money in your 20s and 30s and breaking down the financial, lifestyle and career barriers that face our generation every day. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I'm recording and you are listening to this podcast today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Broke Generation podcast. I am back with another solo ep and it's going to be the first in a two part series. So it's going to be for all my natural spenders out there, we're going to kick off with how to save money as a natural spender. And then next week for part two, we will have how to spend money as a natural saver. Okay, yay, pumped. Let's get into it. So the reason for this episode is that all of us identify somewhere on a spender saver scale. Most of us can identify one way or the other. And that's according to research that's been done on this. So what that means is that you know, most of us can categorically identify as either a spender or a saver. There are definitely some people that exist somewhere between the two. And ultimately, the whole thing is probably some sort of spectrum or scale on which we each fall somewhere. But studies have shown that even those of us that think we are a bit in between, or like, oh, I'm a spender, but or, oh, I'm a saver. But when we are forced to answer from a binary viewpoint, we can choose spender or saver, but the same outcomes actually fall out of when we are offered a Likert scale or a Likert scale. But, you know, if you're ranking yourself on a scale of one to 10, the results are generally consistent, which proves that generally we are all either more spender than we are a saver or we are more saver than we are spender. So have a think about which one you are now. If you are a natural spender, if you have a greater tendency to spend money than save money, then buckle up. This episode is for you. If you are a saver, next week's episode is going to be for you. But I do think that there will be lessons in both for both sides. And one of the tips on both sides is to tap into the mindset of the opposite nature and take some sort of nuggets from the way that natural savers think if you are a natural spender and for the way that natural spenders think if you are a saver. So I would love if you carried on listening, even if you are a natural saver. And I'd love if you listened next week if you are a natural spender. But spenders today is all about you. I am a natural spender, as you will know if you followed me for any length of time or listened to me for any length of time. I just have a natural propensity to spend. I find it fairly easy to spend and I definitely find it easier to spend than save. And look, when we look at this from an evolutionary perspective, as much of the research has done on this, 
us spenders are essentially known to be in favour of depleting all of our own resources and therefore in favour of reducing our survivability. And this would in turn make us less attractive to mates. Suddenly my whole life is making sense. But overall, evolutionarily, we would be less valuable to the human race. Now, of course, this is speaking from the evolution of humankind and from that perspective, but it does account for some of the reasons, I think, why natural spenders are profiled as greedy or reckless when they are spoken about in the media or in research or in other sort of mass forums. But what the researchers also have found on this is that while spenders are seen to have money problems and therefore experience negative emotions about safety and security and that aspect of finances, the lack of satisfaction and well-being obtained from natural savers was actually compromised in a similar way. So neither one really is actually better off in that sense in terms of well-being. And that's why I wanted to make these episodes, because regardless of which one you are, you experience challenges on both sides. And what these points really prove is that over-indexing too much on either side as either a spender or a saver is a bad thing for our well-being. So my aim with these is to really help spenders tap into some of the mindsets of the natural saver and help natural savers tap into some of the mindsets of the natural spenders in order to access and leverage the benefits of both. So I'm going to go through this in sort of like eight or nine tips for spenders and then next week will be actually a similar set of tips but with the saver prioritized the saver mindset prioritized so the first tip to save as a natural spender is to flip the mindset of a natural spender and tap into the mindset of the natural saver so let's think about what savers think savers are thinking a lot more big picture spenders think a lot more in the now so if your brain is very comfortable with thinking about the benefits of the now spend a bit of time getting comfortable with the big picture thinking so there are a number of ways that you can do this but every time you find yourself making a decision or you just start thinking about making a decision based on the now stop yourself in your tracks and that is one of the greatest skills that you can actually learn i believe in the pursuit of habit change or behavior change is to actually tap into that millisecond where you make a decision decisions are made in very very short spaces of time and particularly if we're a spender because we're slightly more likely to act for want of a better word impulsively especially when that near benefit is close to being realized so tap into that and actually flip your decision making from decision making for the now into decision making for the bigger picture that can be as simple as thinking about the impact of your decisions or thinking about maybe splitting the resource allocation coming back to the evolutionary perspective splitting the allocation of resources between this thing that you're going to spend on this thing that you're very comfortable to spend on and something bigger picture so something for the future something for that delayed gratification there are a number of ways that you can establish an equilibrium where you are prioritizing both the now and the future and that is ultimately the aim of striking the balance between natural spender and saver and some of the tips that we'll come on to later come into sort of like harnessing that natural spender side and leaning into some of the positives of that which takes me on to tip number two which is to shake off society's perception there is absolutely nothing wrong with being a natural spender don't try to become a natural saver because the reason you're a spender is likely a combination of several things it could be your upbringing it can be your values it can be your viewpoints your fears your anxieties the things you enjoy it's just the way that your brain works 
I spent a lot of time being ashamed of the fact that I identified as a natural spender and that my behaviour was that of a natural spender. But the deeper I get into understanding my own brain and considering some of my tendencies, it's clear that my approach to spending or my comfort with spending or my ability to spend or use resources is just a natural part of who I am. So accepting that you can find ways to channel that into a responsible way of living rather than constantly trying to go actually up against what your brain wants to do and become a natural saver the easier it's going to be for you to save and find a balance between the two. Because when you try and become a natural saver, you'll likely succeed for a short period of time, but your inner spender will come out eventually and you will wind up spending what you'd saved and maybe even more and then go around the guilt cycle all over again. It's a bit like when you're a kid and maybe you were given like 10 M&Ms or Smarties or something or, or an Easter egg at Christmas. Some kids would hoard theirs for ages and you might have experienced this with siblings. I know that my friend was telling me a story about siblings the other day. I don't have any, so I didn't experience this. But you might be given something like a can of soft drink or an easter egg or something and some kids hold on to them for ages and others would just eat them and move on unsurprisingly i was an eat them and move on type of child but whenever i would try and copy other friends that i had seen that would keep them and i'd always be really jealous at the end when like at the end of the day or the end of the party or the next week or whatever they'd still have their m&ms left to eat if i would try and copy them i would just be trying to channel that saver and that hoarder and that keeper of resources and then i would just end up eating them all in one go eventually and i wouldn't ever really get anywhere. And the same applies to money. If you just try and be like the people that you know that are natural savers, you're not going to get anywhere. We need to approach saving from a natural spender perspective. So that leads me on to the next tip, which is absorb and soak up all the positives of your natural disposition. Because spending can actually be great. It's great in business. It is great in investing. It is great in wealth creation. If you are a hoarder of resources and a hoarder of money, you're going to find it a lot harder to engage in certain wealth creation behaviours because the concept really of wealth creation is growing money or putting money in or putting money, you know, in some ways on the line at risk because all investing is risk. All wealth creation is risk, really. If you're putting your money to make it become something else or borrowing money to buy an asset or whatever, like when you take out a mortgage, there is an element of spending involved with that. And some of my closest friends that are natural savers do really struggle with the concept of being in debt for a mortgage or investing in shares because they don't want to spend, they don't want to part with their money. And so it's not surprising that if somebody is a natural spender and they're more comfortable letting go of their money and letting their money be circular and investing in things, whether that is literally investing into the stock market or into property or into other assets or investing in things that bring them joy in their life. It's not surprising then that those two overlap quite well. So the more comfortable you are with allowing money to leave you and come back to you or whatever, embracing the fact that your natural propensity to spend can benefit you in the long term can be an interesting mindset shift. The next tip, tip number five, is about visualising the extreme version of your behaviour. So the extreme version of being a natural spender. When we're a natural spender, we are very comfortable with spending, as we know. A bit like me, I love eating. I've always loved eating. <laughs> I love food. But there's there's always, it's not about being restrictive, but there is always some sort of lens that you understand how much is too much. And you understand that you 
don't just go around eating absolutely everything in sight most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes we do. But the same with spending. Even though you might kind of think, I don't want to save, like I don't want to learn to just put money aside. I just like having my money to spend. Remind yourself what would actually happen if you pushed that to the absolute extreme. Because while you might think, oh, I'm just going to pull $200 from my savings this month and tell yourself it's the last time and tell yourself you won't do it again, but you still seem to every time. And that's why you're not making those big progress leaps that you want to with your savings and and whatever you're saving for, or whether you're investing or whatever, think about what would happen if it wasn't the last time. If it w- if you were going to keep repeating these behaviours and connect more broadly to the impact of that, because you know that you don't really want that, and you know that you actually have it within you to limit that complete recklessness, because we all yeah have that sort of capacity. Well, most of us have that capacity to stop that. We know when to stop, really. We just don't really want to remember that when it comes down to it. We think, no, I'm just going to borrow $200 for myself and I will pay it back. Think about what would happen if you never, ever paid it back and you never stopped doing it. And then you start to connect again pulling some of that bigger picture thinking from the saver mindset, then we start to think about the impact of those micro decisions and how it can take things away from us on a macro level. The next tip is to build a financial ecosystem that not only makes saving a non-negotiable, but that makes spending a non-negotiable. It is okay to spend. Please remember that, natural saver. It is okay to spend. But make sure you are saving first and then spending because every natural spender will know that if there is money there, it will get spent or it will leak out of having a hole in your pocket. Is that what it says? Oh, money burns. That's that old saying. Money burns a hole in your pocket. And every natural spender like me will know that if you have money there, it will be ripe for spending. So if you constantly pull from savings to get money to spend, keep your savings somewhere else, but still allow yourself some money to spend. I did a post a while back on my Instagram about the impact of pulling money from your savings. And when you pull money out of your savings on a regular basis, you're kicking yourself in the financial gut. But so often you're not actually ending up in a position that's better off or worse off than if you were just giving yourself the money to spend in the first place. So if you are going to pull $25 from your savings four times every month to the value of $100, just give yourself the $100 to spend originally. I'm obviously not suggesting you don't spend money that you haven't got, but say you are setting aside $300 every month and every single time without fail, you end up only making $200 worth of progress because you're pulling those little amounts every time. Just save yourself the gut kicking, the financial gut kicking. Give yourself a bit more financial autonomy and just make the decision to allow you to spend. Because if you are a natural spender, you need to have a financial ecosystem that is set up to allow you to spend, because that is what your brain wants to do. So you have to let it, but you have to give it a container in which to spend, where it is safe to do so. You have to give yourself a little bit more breathing room, I suppose, than perhaps a natural saver might need to to be able to continually serve what your brain wants to do, but in a realistic environment and a financially safe environment. Because if that money is available to you, you're more likely to pull from it. So if you actually give yourself a reasonable amount, even if that amount changes, even if one week per month, you give yourself a little bit extra so that you can like go wild, but safely (laughs) without sabotaging your broader progress and giving it that long-term viewpoint that we're taking from the side of the natural saver. You can still be your natural spender self, but without the, the constant impact to your savings progress. The sixth tip is to decide why you are pursuing being a saver. 
So we know we're not chasing the mindset of the natural saver because we are natural spenders. But decide on why it is that you want to get better at setting money aside for saving, investing, whatever. And the way that you can do this is to actually look and replicate and scale up the why that leads you to spend. So when you spend, you've got a why. You want to spend on things for some kind of reason, whether that's a feeling, an emotion, something that brings you joy, something that brings you excitement. You know what it is for you. You know what it is that is your thing that you spend on or or what it is that makes you a natural spender. For me, it's about comfort. It's about convenience. It's about little luxuries and treating myself. Like That is just my mindset. The way that I look after myself is by spending because I'm a natural spender. And look, maybe some people would brand me selfish and some people might say I'm greedy. But for me, money is just a resource that I use to prioritise myself. And I am a natural spender for that very reason. And I am therefore going to every day of the week, I'm going to allocate more money to looking after myself than a natural saver would. And that is fine. As long as I'm doing it within my means and I'm doing it mindfully, that is fine. So when it comes to choosing a why for your savings and connecting to a broader reason for putting money aside, replicate and scale up that exact same thing. Replicate that comfort, that convenience, that luxury for me, those are my reasons, on a larger scale, on a broader scale and apply those things to life rather than just every day. So while I might treat myself or look for conveniences or little luxuries and I'm happy using money as a resource to obtain those things, to get that for myself, apply that same reasoning to what you want for your broader life. So what will it look like if I'm using those same values of convenience and luxuries and treating myself and prioritising myself? What would using money as a resource look like? to obtain those feelings on a broader scale? And how can I use saving to help me obtain that on a broader scale in the grander scheme of my life? Do you see what I'm saying? So look at the things that drive you to spend. It's going to be different for all of us, but replicate and scale that in a way that applies to the future, in a way that applies to your broader life. And that's going to help you connect to the act of saving and why saving is going to become just a natural a part of your makeup as spending is. So you can be a natural spender with a natural ability to save. And that is what we are working towards when we scale up that why. The seventh tip, or maybe we're on the eighth tip. I can never remember what I need to number my tips. Can I remind myself to number my tips? (laughs) But look out for when your spending is symptomatic of another problem. So I've talked about this a lot lately. And this is the type of spending that is different from just being a natural spender. This is the type of spending that is deep rooted in mental health or emotional well-being issues, or it might be a coping mechanism or something like that. It's fine to be a spender and it's fine to use money as a resource to do whatever it is that you want to do. But when you are not actually getting that value from your spending, that's when it becomes problematic. And that is the type of spending that does matter and that does need to be dealt with in some way. So tune in your attention to when you might be spending symptomatically, either whether that is to feel better about yourself as a stress coping mechanism and seek alternative ways to deal with those situations because that can actually free up extra money for saving and you can obtain those same feelings doing free things and free up the money that you want to save without actually changing anything about the joy you're getting from money. So if you've got, I don't know, let's pick a number, $500 a month and $250 of that 
is being spent on things that you are just totally getting bang for buck for. Really mindful purchases, things that you're really happy to have allocated your financial resources towards. But the other half gets spent on stuff that you regret and you think, where did that other half even go? Like, where did that money even go? Oh, I should have returned that top, but I took the tags off. And oh, I didn't ask for that money back for that meal that I paid for. And oh, I should have done this or I should have done that. Or you haven't got anything to show for it. That's the side where you're not getting any value out of your money. Like I've said, it's fine to be a spender if you're getting value from the resource you're exchanging for whatever it is you're exchanging for. But if you're not getting any value, that's when it's very, very different. So really keep an eye out for when spending is symptomatic rather than mindful, because the symptomatic spending, as complex as it can be, can actually be where when you unlearn those habits that get you into that symptomatic spending cycle, that's when you can free up your money to become a natural saver without having to actually change anything about the enjoyment you're getting from the other money that you're spending. Now, the next tip is all about optimising your inner natural spender. Like I've said, being a natural spender has helped me so much in business because I'm happy to reinvest in my business and buy things for it. So often, I was telling someone else this story the other day, so often I'll be having conversations with people that do a similar thing to me or or they're just recommending, you know, a life-changing software that makes everything so much easier. And they'll go, oh, it's a bit pricey though. And I'll go, oh, how much? And it will turn out that it's like $30 a month or something. And I'll kind of be thinking to myself, wow, you must be a natural saver because you're not as comfortable allocating those resources as I am. And, you know, obviously there's certain stages of business and um, whatever that comes with that. You can't just you know have everything for your business all the time. But it's all about that feeling around spending. And I've always been very comfortable spending on things that I know are going to add value to my life or add value to my business. So look for ways that you can optimise your natural spender tendency, whether that's through investing or having a side hustle or buying things to resell or just buying things that you like that are better value. If you're a natural spender, you might be more comfortable buying things in bulk or buying multiple of things to get economies of scale or just save yourself time and tap into that convenience value. Sometimes by being a natural spender, you can actually save more overall than a thrifty saver because you're more comfortable paying more upfront for something that's you know more expensive at the time but gets you more value over time. And you can do that because you're a comfortable spender, whereas someone that is much more nervous about handing over resources might be like, oh God, I'm not going to buy all of these for this better value because I'm just going to buy each individual one for the lowest price I possibly can because that's how their brain works. Some other ways you can optimise that natural spender within you is to be more proactive with booking medical appointments or buying a robo mop or something that's going to free up time to make other money. That is real optimization where you're able to put money forward and use money as a resource to free up your time or save you money in the long run. Those are really good ways to lean into the positive side of being a natural saver because you are going to be comfortable handing that money over. And look, nobody likes handing money over for essential things that aren't enjoyable. We know that. But generally speaking, those that are more comfortable with spending are going to be able to see the value in using that resource by spending it than someone that's a natural saver. My final tip for natural spenders to learn to save is going to be to biohack your brain. So if you're a natural spender, you probably like rewards and your brain probably seeks anticipation of reward. And that's sort of how that cycle tends to work. And so knowing that about yourself and thinking about how your brain responds to rewards when it comes to spending, you can do that to set yourself goals and milestones that include rewards and pleasure, because that's going to help you keep 
saving. So if you incentivize saving with the same reward system that your brain associates with spending, you can actually make really good progress by biohacking what your brain already wants to do and how your brain already responds to things. The best way of all to activate this is to link saving with the same pleasures and dopamine hits that you get from spending. So you might be stacking certain behaviours. For example, when you save X amount, you also get to spend X amount. Or when you spend X amount, you also get to save X amount. And linking those two things together to find ways to get joy from spending and from saving, using the same brain process that you get from the spending that you are so comfortable doing as a natural spender. Okay, that is all of my wisdom for today, my fellow spenders. I hope that this was helpful and enjoyable in some way and maybe gave you some food for thought on how you can hack your inner natural spender and tap into some of the ways that you can save using the exact same brain mechanisms to ultimately come out as the ultimate combination of spender and saver and get the absolute most out of your life and your financial resources now and in the future. I will see you in next week's episode. Don't forget that next week is going to be how to spend as a natural saver. So if there are any natural savers listening, or if you know one and you'd like to share the episode with them, definitely do. It's going to be a juicy one, a bit more of a brain scratcher because it's a little bit of a strange one to flip and not something that's really talked about all that often because being a natural saver is seen as the holy grail of financial behaviour. So let's not forget that, but I think that there are some juicy insights coming. So thanks for listening as always and see you next week. Bye!